waking you up. He's funny. You're so hilarious. Funny. <laughs> oh my god, this is great. Silberto and friends, weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, ninety-two-five and ninety-four-nine. Good morning, seven oh nine. I'm Paul Silberto. Tuesday morning, Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther. Good morning. Good morning, and thanks for getting me out up and out <laughs> so early. And uh, I'm here for about two hours, yep. and then I'm going up to Albany. I have some business to attend to, but I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm thrilled that you're here. Once a month, we get to hang out together and catch up on what's going on. And you know, it's it's funny because I'm thinking since the last time you were here, how many times I bumped into you at so many events. Uh, it's throughout, been busy. You know, it it's really been busy. Been busy. Mm-hmm. I know you. Uh, it's you a had good a, busy, yeah. though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But you had a chance to um, jump on air with uh, Mike Sakel last night prior to the nine eleven. That was uh, that was a, a great a great cer- a great ceremony. Um, if you can refer to a ceremony like that as being great, because of really what it what it memorializes, but really something like that being put together by Alan Keston and everybody involved to make sure that we never forget, as we talked about earlier. Absolutely, and it was a wonderful event, and, you know, we had children there, and I thought that was very important. We had the Boy Scouts there, we had all the fire departments there, and Alan did a great job. It really did. Yeah. You know, every time it happens, you think about where you were on that day. Right. You know, I was with Jacob, and we saw the jets going over. We were in Long Beach Island. And we thought there was some kind of a, you know, show going on. Yeah, you and mentioned then, that. And then we were on. The, we went to the beach, and a man said, "Oh no, oh no!" And Jake got dressed and was called back as an assembly pem- member and went down to New York City, and he went to see the damages that were done by mm. the evil, those evil yeah. people, and. Uh, you know, it always brings back those terrible memories yeah. of all those that we lost. You know, um, oh, first of all, I want to mention, coming up this hour, we will speak with Dan Hoost, our Sullivan County update. Cause from Border Water Outfitters joins us, our Catskills News Talk, 92.5, uh, 94.9 Fishing and River Report. And we're going to speak with Loretta Wolf from Next Level Real Estate. This is the wrap-up week for the project with the Sullivan County Board of Realtors. Um, helping a single bite, a great organization. So we'll catch up uh, with Loretta and what's going on with that. See how you can get involved in uh, the last few days of that project. <clears throat> what you had mentioned and what we had chatted about earlier, and uh, uh, when Mike was talking yesterday, he had mentioned, um, and it may have even been in the conversation with you, that there are those who really can't bring themselves to attend. It was with you because we were talking about all of them that you had attended that can't bring themselves to attend 9-11 memorials. Not that they're not important, but just it just brings back too many memories. Well, one of my friends was in the NASDAQ building, and I, I talked about mm-hmm. that. And uh, a bottom line, he said that it triggers him. And, you know, it, it brings back those memories of running away from that plume of smoke and seeing people jumping out windows and and all of the destruction that happened you know it was kind of, it's like an unbelievable thing for all of us yeah. and to be there and witness it really it never leaves you yeah some you know, things in life impact you for the rest right. of your life yeah the where were you and somebody had said yesterday which sounds so cliche but i i i think it fits it perfect they said it was like a movie it was, it was like a movie, seeing what was going on and it, what happened. It was. You did, it was mm-hmm. like unbelievable that this was happening. It really was. And 
you know, uh, for those that lost their lives, we still grieve each and every day. I think that it's just not on 9-11 we think about it. I think, like, when you go to New York City and some of the things that are going on, you know, it does bring fear. Yeah. It does bring a lot of fear. And, and we think it'll never happen again. But now, because of the world is kind of in this different way that we ever thought as children. Yeah. That, you know, we think about all of the guns. In, right. And, you know, we have a lot of great hunters and people that, you know, respect, you know, their guns and they sure. keep them in safe places. But, you know, we hear about all these shootings and we hear about all these things. And this generation of children, it brings trauma to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and think about this. Think of what it was like um, flying up until September 10th mm-hmm. of that year. Never thought about anything like that. Right. Exactly. And how different it is now. You know, you know. my uh, granddaughter it lives in, in Texas and they have drills all the time, shooting drills, believe it or not, mm. in their schools in Texas. And my granddaughter was, they ring an alarm and they teach the kids how to hide in their school. It's a public school system. And my four-year-old was hiding and one of the little kids said to her, and the teacher told my daughter this, what happens if the shooter comes in? And my granddaughter said, we'll be dead. And this is a four-year-old. But, I mean, if you think about the media and all the things that these children grew up with, that fear that, you know, we have to do that. We have to keep our children safe. And and these these kinds of things have to be taught about what to do if some, right. in a situation like that. But at four years old. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you had mentioned it was so great that there were children there. And we had talked about that leading up to it. And when Alan Keston was on a couple of days ago and even yesterday morning, um, something definitely to bring the children to so they see what this was all about. And, uh, and all the heroes you know. we have to think about. Exactly. All the heroes. Exactly. The, the good news is, is that. Every American was alert that day, and everybody wanted to do something. Yes. We all wanted to do something. Yep. And, you know, we've got so many heroes right here throughout uh, Sullivan County, Sullivan and the Catskills, that you were such a big part of showing respect and thanks to with the Sullivan 180 Healthiest Fire Department Challenge that culminated on Saturday at the uh, at the Sullivan County Volunteer Firefighters Parade. Yes, it, it was a lot of fun, and it was a great idea. It wasn't, of course, my idea, but I wanted to help. So Lindsay is really a force of nature. You know, she has really done so much for our community. Her, she's just like her dad, really. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it, um, it runs, it, runs the in the family. Cloth. Oh, yes. R- runs yes. in the family. But it's a really, it promotes health. It's it, it drives people to do, you know, the exercise to try mm-hmm. to win the prize. And, we'll, uh, you know, it's something that we should really continue in our community. It would be great. And, of course, we're talking about Lindsay Wheat and her dad, uh, yeah. Alan Keston. Over, over 1,000 healthy activities tallied up. And, again, the prize money that you provided for the incentive. No, for actually, these, taxpayers you know, provided. Well, yeah, but you, you, had, you helped facilitate. That's what it was. Right. And, and, again... That money, uh, it's not the money, but it's what that money can do to enhance the protection that's provided by us through these departments. They're all volunteers. They're all volunteers, and they all need appropriate equipment, and uh, it will help. It will help to keep them safe. And, you know, we thank them every day for all they do, all these volunteers. And we have volunteers all over Sullivan County. 
Yeah, it's a, it is amazing. So, and again, um, a great job by what what as Lindsay had said, hoped to be a handful of fire departments turned out to be seventeen. You know, and really all the healthy challenges and the changes that were made. Uh, and, and again, this is kind of a little way to support and say thank you to those who really do what they do each and every day to keep us safe. I don't think so. Lindsay ever sleeps. No, I know. Probably not. not she's probably always not, thinking of know. what's the next thing she can do for exactly. Sullivan County. There's no doubt about that. So Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther here this morning. She's got Catskills News Talk 92.5-94.9 weather. Catskills News Talk 92.5 and 94.9 weather. Today, partly sunny with a high of 76. Tonight, increasing clouds with a chance of showers and thunderstorms also possible, a low of 61. Tomorrow, cloudy with showers and thunderstorms. Some of the storms could produce really heavy rain. It's a high of 66. Tomorrow night, chance of showers early then, gradually becoming mostly clear. It's a low of 49. Thursday, sunny, high 67, and Friday, sunny with a high of 68. Heading out on this Tuesday morning, still some areas of patchy fog, otherwise mostly cloudy. 62 in Sullivan and the Catskills. Silberto and friends. Do I have time to pee? Don't laugh. This is serious. (laughs) Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning, I'm Paul Silberto. Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther is here. On this Tuesday morning, going to get caught up uh, a little bit more about what's going on throughout the district. Right now, we are heading to the Catskills News Talk line. We had a chance to talk about this oh, a couple weeks ago when Loretta was in with Audrey Garrow, Executive Director of A Single Bite. It's Loretta Wolf from Next Level Real Estate, and we are talking about Feed the Need. Loretta, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing good. It's good to talk to you and uh, good to get an update on what's happening with Feed the Need. First of all, for some of our uh, new listeners, more and more each and every week here on Silberto and Friends, talk about the big picture of Feed the Need and what it's all about. Sure. So Feed the Need is uh, where the Sullivan County Board of Realtors and One Key MLS have partnered with a single bite to help... um, raise money to feed Sullivan County. And what we're doing as realtors is we're utilizing our networks um, because we help a lot of people move into the county. And so we're asking our newer neighbors to help the local families that are in need. And again, with the single bite and Assemblywoman, you know, you stood behind a single bite for, for so long now. and it's realized, so important. You know, yeah, the amazing things. But here, you know, here's another another great example of why we are so lucky with where we live. Here's an organization like the Board of Realtors getting together um, to, to, to make this project happen to benefit another great organization like a single bite. Absolutely. And first of all, we thank you for what you're doing. And... The need is continuous, and there's a lot of children out there that are not eating three meals a day. They're lucky sometimes to get one. Thank When they're in school, it's very, very helpful. They do give breakfast and lunch, and healthy meals are very, very important for our children so they can uh, can uh, have progress in school and, and have success in school, and so... These kinds of things help our children all over Sullivan County, and there's a tremendous need. You know, it's scary because 
um, as you were mentioning with the, with the food that's provided, and, and Audrey has, uh, Garrow has mentioned, in some cases, this may be, you know, other than school, the only meal that these children that these children get that day. It's it's you know. a, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true, and you know, it really makes you sad in a wealthy country like ours that children are going hungry. Yeah. So, Loretta, as as the as the days are waning on feed the need, let's talk about really the mechanics and how our listeners can get involved and help out. Absolutely. So. Um, the realtors have created individual teams and we are raising it's a little bit of a competition a friendly competition between us no no i know (laughs) we're so competitive Uh (laughs) so reach out to your realtor and um you know ask them for their link to donate online um or if they're not signed up make sure that you ask them to sign up so you can support the great cause um, I do know you can go to a singlebite.org and click on Feed the Need and, and make a fundraise, you know, make a donation that way. Um, you know, Next Level will also welcome your donation. Yeah. <laughs> but I do have to say that we are extending this. This has been um, something that we've gotten out to so many people. We're extending it to September 30th. For Fantastic. That's great um, to hear. Yep. So, yeah, it was originally the 15th, but we are extending it until September 30th to just kind of give us a little bit more time to to raise those funds, especially coming into the holiday season. You know, they are definitely going to need help with that. So. Oh, oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. And like Assemblywoman Gunther had just said, the need is there. And that need, you know, th- that, that need just keeps on growing. And it's staggering the amount of meals that a single bite has served. And it's good to know a single bite is back in the classrooms now, which really was the beginning and the benchmark of what a single bite was all about. And that's uh, Mm -hmm. teaching young children um, about eating healthy, real food. Of course, had a step away from that and used that term pivot during the pandemic and really Mm -hmm. providing healthy, quality food for people that had food insecurity and the thousands and thousands and thousands of meals that have been served and continue to be served each and every week. That number is uh, is staggering. So the need, as Assemblywoman Gunther had said, is there. You can go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com. The click list. Click on the logo for a single bite. And uh, right there, uh, as Loretta had said, you can click on through, get information on what's happening um, with the uh, feed the need. So again, I'm happy to hear that this is continuing on now through the 30th, correct? That is correct, yes. All right. So again, go to uh, CatskillsNewsTalk.com and the click list and click on the logo for a single bite. Check out the website. Check out the great things a single bite does and check out feed the need. Also, NextLevelRealEstate.com, correct? Yes. All right. Loretta Wolf, uh, thank you again for all you do. Pretty soon we're going to be talking about photos with Santa for St. Jude. That'll be be coming upon us quickly. But thank you for taking the time uh, to join us this morning. And uh, let's get caught up now since this is being extended until the 30th. Let's get a chance to get caught up again. All right. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, Loretta Wolf, Next Level Real Estate. Again, Feed the Need continuing through the 30th. It's great to hear programs like this that organizations are really just taking it upon themselves to get involved in. It's so important. And I, I say thank you to everybody that's doing that. 
you know, each year what we do in our community also is we do a coat drive. Yes, talk about that a little bit because this is important because we're getting to that time. Yeah. Even though we got even though we got summer in September, this isn't going to last. So a lot of kids and families can't afford to buy coats, and what we do is we go from store to store. <coughs> excuse me. And ask for um, coats, and some of them we buy. Normally, we get about 80 coats a year, and what we do is we ask the schools if there's a child in need, and we also, you know, open it up to the community. People call, and we get all different sizes, and we get a lot of help from stores in our community. Now, as far as um, getting those calls, is there is there a time frame of which you would like to get those calls in so you can... I mean, any time you know. right now, because, uh, you know, usually in next month we start looking around for coats. We go to all the different stores. We see what kind of bargains we can get, of course, <laughs> all different sizes. Look at the eyes light up. I yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what we have to do also is we try to get a lot of different coats so nobody really knows about anybody right. Right. Exactly. that, you know, this was a coat given to them. You good know, kids point. get very... That's that's a yes. good point. So, so we try to, like, get different colors, different types, and those kinds of things. And, you know, there's a big need. And, you know, the other things kids needs are, are need is boots. Okay. So, yeah, and I know if you have any to donate to United Way or the Federation for the Homeless, you know, when people come in and pick up food, they often say that, you know, their kids don't have coats. Mm. Kathy takes care of everybody. Oh, she does. But, yes. you know, these kids need shoes, boots, and coats. And hats are great. Yep, we're getting uh, we're getting to that time. So uh, we're t- I want to talk more about this as our morning goes on. Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther is here. It's uh, seven twenty-eight now. Good morning, Silberto and friends. A combustible cast of characters. They belong together like H and two O. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk ninety-two five and ninety-four nine. Seven thirty-five now. It's twenty-five till eight. Catskills News coming up at eight. Catskills News headlines. Here's Mike Sakel. Sullivan and the Catskills marked the 22nd anniversary of the September 11th terror attacks during several ceremonies yesterday. Catskills News Talk live at the Monticello Firehouse. Several fire companies joined Monticello to mark the event with family and children. Monticello Fire Department organizer Alan Keston noted the importance of the younger generation. We want to make sure the children are here so that they know and understand the truth and the remembrance of America's worst day in our lifetime is never forgotten. Keynote for the evening, Family Court Judge Honorable Jacqueline Ricciani, who spoke of the bravery of first responders. And three Sullivan County women charged with welfare fraud by the Sullivan County Welfare Task Force, 39-year-old Jacqueline Vargas of Liberty, as well as 48-year-old Waleska Rivera-Sao of Monticello, and 44-year-old Marietta Trimble of Fallsburg, all charged with felonies of welfare fraud for stealing SNAP benefits while employed. That's what's happening. I'm Mike Sakel, Catskills News. Catskills News coming up at 8 on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Tuesday morning, I'm Paul Siliberto. Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther is here. And it's time for our Catskills News Talk, 92.5, 94.9 Fishing and River Report. From Border Water Outfitters, it's Cause. How are you this morning, Cause? Not too bad, Paul. A little bit, a little bit of fog, huh? A, a little bit. It, it was real foggy earlier this morning up here, but down by the river, it's very thick. All right. Well, we, you know, we've had some uh, some interesting weather conditions, of course, 
A lot of rain recently. It looks like we're heading towards some sunshine as we get into the weekend. How is all this affecting the uh, the fishing? And first of all, I want to ask, was there a thermal release last week or early this week like we talked about? Last week, rather. There was not. Okay. No, Paul. The temperatures didn't hit 75 at Lordville. Uh, and again, we had a, a little cool evening, so that kept it uh, below 75. Uh, right now, the West Branch and the Upper East Branch, perfect conditions. Temperatures are good. They're all weightable. Uh, there's real good water. It's clear. Now, we are going to be getting, from what I see here uh, for Wednesday, some substantial rain. Yeah. And that's probably, if we get as much as they're saying, it could be up to a half an inch, that's probably going to muddy it up for Thursday. Mm-hmm. What we'll see on Thursday. Uh, all in all, you know, the main branch is a little too warm. Once you get below Buckingham, Lordville's too warm. That's been in 67 degrees yesterday. Calicoon hit 70 degrees yesterday. So right now, I would stay away from that and stay on the east, upper east, or the uh, the west branch. All right. Cause we do get that rain that we're talking about, and things do get uh, muddied up. What's the usual amount of time, if it is just a once-and-done rain, that things should start clearing up? Because we're heading what looks like to be uh, at least a nice couple uh, couple days with Thursday and Friday, nothing but sunshine, and hopefully that'll carry on into the weekend with cooler conditions. Right, absolutely. Yeah, it is going to be cooler. I, I, <clears throat> actually, this morning I watched on the news that we're supposed to be into the uh, 40s uh, would be a low coming up to the next uh, couple days. But anyway... Uh, it, it depends, Paul. If it rains long and steady, it takes long and steady to clear. If okay. it rains hard and fast, it'll clear up faster. Okay. Uh, and what you want to keep in mind, Paul, too, is that this time of the year, you know, you, you really need to follow uh, the USGS gauges and look at them. And that can give you a lot of information, even though you can't see the clarity of the water. If you start to see one of those uh, elevations of the river in those locations spike real high, you know that they got a lot of rain there. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Great information for those who want to get out and do some fishing. And I know, as you said before we got on the air, it's been a while since you've had Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther in the boat. Yeah, yeah, she's a good fisherman, by the way. I know, I know. So, Cos, how can our listeners get a hold of you at Borderwater Outfitters? 607-760-2270 is my cell. Email BWO at Hancock.net. All right, Cause Border Water Outfitters, our Catskills News Talk, Fishing and River Report. Silberto and Friends. Oh, no, calm down. What's with the attitude? I appreciate a little less attitude. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk. 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning, 744. I'm Paul Silberto, Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther here on this Tuesday morning. As you head out, still some areas of fog. So do keep that in mind. And you know, you know the worst problem with 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 areas of fog, Assemblywoman. I th- I, think, I can't see. You know, the thinking, well, that too, <laughs> that too, and I think for some, the humidity really messes up their hair. And as a matter of fact, Dan Hoost, the humidity does a number on Dan's hair. Good morning, Dan. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes it disappear. It's like you can't even see it. <laughs> oh, is that what uh-huh. happens? <laughs> it is our director of communications, Sullivan County. Dan Hoost, good to talk to you this morning. Yes, good morning, Paul. Good morning, Aileen. How are you both? Good. Doing well. Doing well. Um, again, uh, we're we're looking forward to toward the end of the week some uh, some sunshine and and uh, cooler temperatures. So, 
Yes, the sun was up, but boy, it was hot on Saturday yeah. uh, when I saw Aileen over at the firefighters parade. Um, she she had, had done it smart. She was sitting on the curb watching and cheering with everyone else, and I was being stupid and walking around getting photographs <laughs> and sweating and sweating and sweating. Wow. Uh, so, wow. But it was, that was it a was, great parade, though. Oh, it was a wonderful parade. So uh, Roscoe uh, really treated everybody well, and there were fire departments from all over the region, not just the county, but outside the region. And I, I stayed for the awards, and I heard them say that Bethpage down on Long Island was the farthest attending wow. fire department. So I was like, wow, that, that wow. was a long ride in a fire truck because <laughs> I know those things are emergency response vehicles, but I don't know how well they do on the highway at 70 or 80 <laughs> miles an hour. So yeah. anyway, it was, it was great to see everybody there. We also, uh, uh, legislators were there, of course, they were also at the 9-11 services yesterday. Uh, I know uh, legislator Joe Perello was at the Monticello service, which is usually uh, just a, a, an amazing service to be at. I think they can hear it, right, on Bold Gold? You guys were there? Yes, we carried um, it on Catskills News Talk, 92.5-94.9. Yeah. So, and then I think uh, we also had legislator Rob Doherty at the Highland. Uh, he spoke at the at the Town of Highland event. Um, and we had several others throughout. I think Smallwood, Monga Valley, and Wurtsboro also had events as well. Um, but just something to remember, it's hard to imagine that it's been 22 years. I remember that day very vividly because I was editor of the Sullivan County Democrat at the time and couldn't believe what I was hearing because I didn't have a television in front of me. But that was, uh, that was something that I will never forget. Forget, and I think we as a society and culture should never forget. So um, I'm appreciative that legislators took the time to be at these uh, events yesterday. In uh, other news uh, going on with the county, we announced on Friday that our senior shopping buses are back to five-day-a-week service. They were at two-day-a-week since the pandemic, and it was really a combination of funding and staffing that took some time to get us back to the five-day-a-week, but happy to say that we're doing that now. But when I say five-day-a-week, it's actually that we're serving more of the county, not more frequently. We were doing like the towns of Delaware and Highland because we had drivers for that. Now we can expand it to all the towns in Sullivan County, bring it back to that full service that uh, our, our senior citizens expect. These are people over 60 who are welcome to use this service. It is free. It can take you from your home. It's door-to-door -door service as long as you reserve in advance and take you to Walmart, ShopRite, Aldi's for two-hour shopping on certain days of the week. And then also, if it's along the route, have you stop for short uh, visits to, for example, pick up a prescription or uh, check your mail or something like that. So it's a wonderful service that I think a lot of people have relied upon and a lot more are going to rely upon. It is different from our Move Sullivan service, which is open to the general public, but is also free. So we're really taking some major strides in public transportation in Sullivan County that, frankly, I never expected we would be able to do, but we are doing it. We have people committed to doing it. We have funding that we have gotten from uh, the state and the federal partners. Uh, I know Aileen's very supportive of, of what we've been doing with the, with the public transportation. She's been a great advocate for us with that. Absolutely. And, it was so needed. It was so needed. Yeah. Fabulous. And, and yet, it's something you don't necessarily expect in a rural county, but we're able to offer that. And um, I'm very proud of everybody who stepped up to, to make this happen because 
the numbers are proving uh, that we have lots of people who need and use these kinds of services. So I'm glad that we can provide them. Also, uh, speaking of uh, transportation, we are promoting through our Center for Workforce Development that SUNY Sullivan is uh, holding uh, classes to get your CDL, your commercial driver's license. There is a lot of need uh, in the immediate area, but also nationally, for people with CDLs. So this is a great opportunity if you're trying to think of, you know, do, what do I want to do as a career or maybe I want to uh, switch jobs or have a, a second career or something. We definitely need CDL drivers. So there's information about that uh, through our Center for Workforce Development and on our social media. Also on our social media, the Office for the Aging has posted a warning about these Medicare uh, mailings, uh, actually more of a caution than, than uh, a warning, I should say it correctly. Um, we've just been having uh, people receive Medicare mailings uh, throughout um, Sullivan County that look like they're for Medicare Social Security. But if you read the fine print, they're actually solic solicitations from private insurance companies. So we've been getting a lot of phone calls about it, and we're letting people know, no, it's not necessarily a scam. Uh, it's just that people or private businesses are, are looking to sell you on something, uh, and you can probably get the information you're looking for without a sales pitch by calling our Office for the Aging office. And it's not something you have to worry about that you're in any trouble with the government or you're missing out on something. Our Office for the Aging is there to help, and you do not have to be – 55 or older, whatever, to call our office for the aging. If you're, uh, for example, a caretaker for somebody, give us a call, 807-0241, uh, and we can help answer these questions. And thankfully, lots of people have been doing that. Also, just wanted to mention our food scrap recycling pilot program. Really excited about this. We continue to get registrants for it. Uh, it's open to uh, everybody in the county, but you have to register for it. And the first 400 people who register will get a free starter kit which will include containers that you can take to our transfer stations with the uh, food in it, and we will take the food off your hands for free and compost it. And uh, this is something where if you don't want to do it in your own backyard, uh, but you still want to be able to recycle uh, and not put these methane-emitting uh, organic food scraps in landfills, then this is the program for you. And if we get enough buy-in to it, we're going to apply to the state to have our own composting facility in Monticello. That's fabulous. So that program starts October 2nd. Oh, yeah. It's it's really exciting. And I know a lot of people have backyard compost. If you're doing that, great. But if you don't have room for that or you don't have time or interest in that, we'll take it off your hands at no cost. You just have to sign up by calling our recycling office at 807-0291. That's 807-0291. And we'll sign you up right away. Finally, coming up uh, this week, we have legislative meetings on Thursday. I always encourage people to stay in tune with what their legislature is doing. You can watch those live. You can come in person or you can watch them after the fact because we archive all the video. And then on Sunday, we have a country classics concert going on with a uh, a couple, Don and Susan Serkey, I think is how, Serchi maybe is how you say their name. They will be at our county museum in Hurleyville. This is part of uh, a regular program of music and art uh, that our folks at the museum put on. And it'll be this Sunday at 2 p.m., Everyone's welcome, and not only do you get to hear a great concert, you also get to go to a really cool museum 
in Hurley. But all right. There you go. Well, we appreciate it. And we'll catch up next week. All right. All right. Take care. Watch your hair with the fog. <laughs> Dan Hoos, our Sullivan County update. Birthday shout outs on Catskills News Talk. 92.5-94.9. Got a birthday today. Um, uh, just like Aaron Rosen does that uh, pickleball f- playing fool friend of Rich Kiamko. Uh, Linda Gray from Dallas is 83. Joe Pantaleano, The Sopranos, The Matrix, 72. Comedian Louis C.K. is 56. Jennifer Hudson is 42. Got a birthday? Got a celebration? Let us know about it. We'll let everybody know about it. Go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com. Click shout out. Get your info to us. We'll get it on for you at Catskills News Talk, 92.5-94.9. Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Weather. Good morning. Uh, Today it's partly sunny with a high of 76. Tonight there's increasing clouds with a chance of showers and thunderstorms also possible. The low is 61. Tomorrow is cloudy with showers and thunderstorms. Some of the storms could produce heavy rain. It's a high of 66. Tomorrow night, a chance of showers early, then gradually becoming mostly clear. It's a low of 49. Thursday is sunny, high 67. And Friday, sunny, high 68. We've got clouds, we've got fog, 62, and Sullivan and the Catskills. Now let's get the party started. Let's get this party started, woo! Are you ready to get the party started? Okay, folks, let's get this party started. Silberto and Friends, weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Well, we can officially get the party started. Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther is here on this Tuesday morning. Good morning, everybody. Again, it's great to have you here this morning. Busy hour this hour as well. Uh, we're going to get an update on what's going on throughout the district. It's okay. uh, our regular Tuesday update. Also, this hour... We will speak with Jerry Dudley, the CEO, uh, Garnet Health Catskills, our monthly update on the Catskills News Talk line. So a lot going on this morning. Thank you for being here on Silberto and Friends. And like I just mentioned, um, still some pesky areas of fog as uh, as you head out this morning. So uh, do keep that in mind. Right now, we're going to head to the Catskills News Talk line saying good morning to Lori James. Lori, how are you this morning? I'm great. I'm so glad to hear that Aileen is with you. She's such an amazing advocate for our community. Good morning, Aileen. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. He got you up early, too. <laughs> oh, this is this is I'm already going three hours. You know me. I'm five o'clock. I'm a five o'clock or two. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, um, let's talk about Landfield Avenue Synagogue. Let's talk about the services that are coming up. So, as you well know, it's the Jewish New Year, and we're very excited to uh, say that Landfield Avenue Synagogue is alive and well. Uh, We are very excited to be bringing in some very young uh, and energetic and engaging rabbis for our services. We have uh, Rabbi Jacob Stern uh, from Yeshiva University, who will be joining us with his wife of four months. He's he's brand spanking new married. Um, so we're very, very excited about that. And Moshe Gitler as our chazen. A chazen is the person who, you know, uh, sings for us, you know, helps lead those services uh, for the high holidays. Uh, the Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year, starts this Friday. Uh, our services start Friday evening at uh, 6.45. You will be able to find our full schedule for the entire holidays. Uh, both Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur on our brand spanking new website, which is landfieldavenueshul.org. 
uh, and uh, or you can go to our Facebook page and see it there as well. Uh, and we're so excited to do the rebirth of our synagogue. As you know, we were at the Bagel Festival. We sold yep. kosher bagel dogs. Um, people were like, what's a bagel dog? And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, word got out on the street and, and we got packed and slammed, which was great. Um, and our synagogue is in the middle of a, of a rebirth. And the Jewish New Year, no better place to start a new birth than, than doing that. And, you know, you have Aileen there. Uh, our calendars just came in yesterday, our annual Jewish calendars. And we did something a little different this year for that. We did People of Valor. And Aileen represents our November month. Oh, wow. So, thank you. So we're very, very excited to um, to recognize people in our community. Uh, Lanfield Avenue Synagogue uh, is over 114 years old uh, this year, and uh, we've been around and we've been the this, this staple, this staple in the community, uh, in, the, in the Sullivan County community for all things Jewish, and we, we plan on continuing that. Yeah, it's great to hear the passion which you talk about, the new rabbi coming into the fold, and we, we speak with Pastor Seth from Restoration Church here in Monticello on a regular basis, and I know that the um, there are different different faiths and different houses of worship, where again there's been some transitions. I know with with our church as well at St. John's Episcopal, um, a, a new reverend coming into the fold, and we are so excited about that. But these 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 reverends, and we talk about you talked about your new rabbi, and we talk about Pastor Seth. I'm so excited because they want to be involved in this community. And, uh, Laurie, it's interesting. We had um, a what we call a supply priest that was at Mass a couple weeks ago. And he had talked about how we may not realize it, but Sullivan County is like a hotbed of faith with all denominations that are right here centered in Sullivan County. So it's great to hear the passion when you're talking about the new rabbi coming in the fold. And like I said, I love mentioning that uh, new pastor coming into St. John's Episcopal Church, all the great things that Pastor Seth is doing throughout uh, throughout the county. And, and really, it is good for the county. So here's, a, you know, you, you, you talk about, you know, the, the connectivity. You know, um, if Faith is something that I, I believe everybody has in their own in their own way. My father used to say, "There's no such thing as an atheist in a foxhole." Um, so that good was point. Good statement. point. Yes. And um, the reality is, is whatever our faith is, whatever the case may be, in the in the world we have today, it's so important that we understand that civility, kindness, understanding. Uh, we are truly a global community. It's not like early on, you know, when we, when we go back to those days of our world was just our neighborhood. Our world is truly our neighborhood. Our entire world is our neighborhood. Uh, and we, you know, I have friends of mine who are in Italy right now, you know, and I'm seeing everything they're doing in Italy. They're right here they're because of Internet and everything else. Um, you know, I, I, we ha actually have a visiting rabbi coming in for our high holidays because our particular rabbi, we hired an interim rabbi, as you know, we're in the middle of transition, and our interim rabbi, Lawrence, uh, Rabbi Lawrence Zeeler, is, had actually made a commitment to a synagogue that he's been going to for numerous years for the high holidays. So we kicked into gear. Elliot, Elliot uh, Gibber got a hold of us, um, said, I can help you out and we can find you somebody. And we have people who are willing to come up here and do this. But we talk about these, these programs and, and the faith and things that we can do together. I'm so excited that 
um, that we're going to be doing the Daffodil Project, actually with the Episcopalian Church. Well, we've got the Black Libraries involved. We've got Rotaries involved. Um, the Daffodil Project, for those people who don't know, uh, we're going to be planting daffodils in um, in memory mm-hmm. of of the children lost during the Holocaust. Oh my and goodness! So we're we're planting them at the synagogue, at our mikvah, at the church, Nesson Cultural Arts, at the at the St. John Street School. Uh, we're working with the, with the principal over there, Jen Gore, and we're very very excited of this project because we're going to plant in the fall. And Yom HaShoah, which uh, comes in April and May of this coming year, we're going to be recognizing in, in our calendar of valor, Rita Lungen, who is a Holocaust survivor. Um, and we're going to do a, an, a multi-generational and interfaith program at Lanfield Avenue Synagogue uh, of, a, of a No Place for Hate program, because that's what we need to be about, that collective understanding of, the, of what it is we need to do in our world to make this a better place. And I'm so excited to have that connectivity to these other, these other uh, groupings. Lori, I, I want you to invite day. me to your synagogue. For one. Absolutely. I would We've love had, to yeah, go. And also, I want to help plant with you. Oh, that would be great. I, I, the date will be in October, and anybody who would like to join us. Well, you'll, I know you stop in the office, so you'll give me all the dates. I will give you everything. Hey, Laurie, we'll so. make it a point to get you on when, uh, when you have the date, and we'll get a chance to talk about that again. How's that? Sounds terrific. Right. I want to uh, thank Hope Fletcher, who um, was very, very um, instrumental in getting us involved in this. So well, Lori, she listens to you, so giving a shout out to her. All right. Well, we appreciate the update this morning. Again, come back on again. Uh, we'll talk about the planting date and, again, more things that are going on throughout the community because you put it so very well. And, again, we are all in this together, and it's great to get a chance to join together. Lori James, thank you for, uh, for the conversation this morning again. Um, What's the best place where our listeners can go to find out more information about Lanfield Avenue Synagogue? To our website. Uh, again, it's Lanfield Avenue Shul, S-H-U-L, dot org. So Lanfield Avenue Shul dot org or our Facebook page or certainly call the synagogue 845-794-8470. All right, Laura, we appreciate the call this morning. And again, check out that website. Again, great getting together with the community, a community of faith no matter what your faith is, um, but really getting together, working together for the community. It's 816 now. Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9 weather. Today, partly sunny, high of 76. Tonight, increasing clouds with a chance of showers and thunderstorms also possible. Low 61. Tomorrow, cloudy with showers and thunderstorms. Some of the storms could produce heavy rain. The high is 66. Tomorrow night, a chance of showers early, then gradually becoming mostly clear. It's a low of 49. Thursday is sunny, high of 67, and Friday is also sunny with a high of 68. Mostly cloudy, 63 now in Sullivan and the Catskills. Silberto and friends. We think this is a dream ticket. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning, Tuesday morning. I'm Paul Silberto. It's 820. Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther is here. And um, we're going to head to the Catskills News Talk line now. Assemblywoman, for, for a gentleman who is also a once a month guest co-host. But I want to thank you for setting the bar high for our guest co-hosts. The way you call in advance a couple days and arrange for 
the the breakfast buffet to be put out here, I think, is amazing. And I really <laughs> wish our other guest co-host would follow suit. I don't want to mention any names, but just yeah, so you know, yeah, to. yeah, just, just so you know, Jerry Dunleavy, CEO of Garnet Health Catskills, he is also a once-a-month guest co-host. And I don't recall Jerry ever calling ahead days in advance like you do and having this breakfast buffet set up. Now, I'm not, I, I, I'm, I'm not casting any disparaging thoughts here. I'm just kind of stating the fact. So good morning, Jerry. How are you? Good morning, Paul, and uh, uh, good morning, Assemblywoman Gunther. Uh, I so think nice you can to, call uh, me Aileen. We're, we're, we're going to be great friends. <laughs> all right. That sounds good. And uh, so, so thanks for raising the bar for me on the old breakfast buffet. Yeah, well, can, <laughs> can I also say that I'm so happy for the return of our friend, Mr. Schiller? Absolutely. I think we all are, and uh, we really appreciate the we time you gave him. both we'll, I, I, You know what? We I. love him. He's a great guy. He's down to earth, and he's easy to talk to, and so are you. But we're very, very happy to have him back. Absolutely. The whole the whole organization is, and I believe the community is as well, with the reception that, that he's received. And I'd like to say we have got an amazing dream team with uh, Jonathan and Jerry now. Uh, yes, is, absolutely. We are incredibly lucky. Yep. Two nice gentlemen that care about communities. Well, understand, I'm going to reserve the nice part. I know he cares about the community, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll reserve the nice part until I find out what he does with the breakfast buffet the next time he's in. Just saying, <laughs> Jerry, just saying. So, hey, um, always great information regarding uh, Garnet Health, Cat Skills, and health in general. And uh, we're talking about Prostate Awareness Month. Yeah, you know, Paul, we a lot of our conversation over the past several months, we've talked about primary care and, and disease prevention and improving the health of the community. I think recognizing uh, that September is National Prostate Awareness Month is, is very, very important because, you know, prostate cancer is the second leading cause of death uh, among, among men. However, you know, when it's identified and treated early, uh, it can be cured and has a 98% survival rate. So, mm. you know, it's important that we get out there and we let men uh, know about this, particularly if you're between the ages of 40 and 75. Uh, so what we're doing is we're offering free prostate screenings uh, on Monday, September 25th and Thursday, uh, September 28th. This year we are hosting this at our Middletown campus. However, in 2024, uh, we do have plans to expand to a, a site in, in Sullivan County. So I mentioned the 25th and the 28th. I want to I wanna point out, if you can't make it on one of those two dates, I do have a phone number for folks to call uh, because you could just call there and schedule a separate appointment off of uh, those dates that we're having the screening. So if I could share that with you, the Harris location uh, is 845-333-8909. And our Middletown location is 845-333-7575. I want to emphasize, this is, this is not a big ordeal to have this done. Uh, you'll be in the office and, and done before you know it. It's a, it's a brief physical exam. Uh, we do a blood test with a finger prick, which is a, a prostate-specific antigen test. And those two things alone uh, really help identify if something's going on. Some qualifications, as I said, men between the ages of 40 and 75. Um, if you have no history of prostate cancer and if you've not been under the care of a urologist in the past five years, uh, you would qualify for this free screening.
So again, go through the dates, go through the time, and uh, that phone number. Absolutely. So it is uh, Monday, September 25th, and Thursday, September 28th. And uh, if you if you want to visit our, our website, go to uh, garnethealth.org forward slash events and search keywords prostate screening, uh, and that'll guide you into being able to schedule your, uh, your exam online. And the phone number again uh, in Harris, 333-8909, and in Middletown, 333-7575. Jerry, as usual, great information for our listeners. And again, with an, uh, this important month, of um, Prostate uh, Cancer Awareness Month uh, to provide this screening is really a great service for our community. Absolutely. And I just want to let folks know, uh, just a reminder, that Dr. Uh, Jerry Galarno will be joining me in studio later this month, and we'll have a much more uh, detailed conversation about men's health in general. Wait a minute. I didn't, I didn't, get, I didn't see that contract come across my desk. Who, who authorized yeah. this? <laughs> Yeah, he's the guy bringing breakfast. Yeah, okay. Like I said, I love him. I can't wait till he's here. So, hey, Jerry, I look forward to you and Dr. Galarno uh, uh, being in in studio on your next uh, co-hosting time coming up really soon. Again, I thank you for the input and the information and uh, our our once a month uh, updates for our listeners. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Aileen. Have a great day, guys. Thank you. And again, uh, get information. Um, uh, going to go to garnethealth.org and uh, check out all, all the great services that are available through uh, Garnet Health, Garnet Health Catskills. CEO Jerry Dunleavy, our monthly update. And Jerry and Dr. Uh, Jerry Galerno will be in as guest co-hosts in a couple weeks here on Silberto and Friends. Coming up on 827 now. Good morning. Silberto and Friends. This guy is every mother's nightmare. Avoid having them wreak havoc on a large portion of your life. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Catskills News coming up at 9 with this update. Here's Mike Sakel. Sullivan in the Catskills marked the 22nd anniversary of the September 11th terror attacks during several ceremonies yesterday. Catskills News Talk live at the Monticello Firehouse. Several fire companies joined Monticello to mark the event with family and children. Monticello Fire Department organizer Alan Keston noted the importance of the younger generation. We want to make sure the children are here so that they know and understand the truth and the remembrance of America's worst day in our lifetime is never forgotten. Keynote for the evening, Family Court Judge Honorable Jacqueline Ricciani, who spoke of the bravery of first responders. And three Sullivan County women charged with welfare fraud by the Sullivan County Welfare Task Force, 39-year-old Jacqueline Vargas of Liberty, as well as 48-year-old Waleska Rivera-Sao of Monticello, and 44-year-old Marietta Trimble of Fallsburg, all charged with felonies of welfare fraud for stealing SNAP benefits while employed. That's what's happening. I'm Mike Sakel, Catskills News. Catskills News coming up at 9 on Catskills News Talk, 92.5, 94.9. Good morning, Silberto and friends. I'm Paul Silberto, Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther. And it's time now for our Liberty Rotary Club update on the Catskills News Talk line. It's Gary Silver. Gary, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, Paul. How are you? Doing well. A change of season. Meetings moved 
indoors now with the Liberty Rotary Club. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But also a change of season means, well, there's never a season when there's not a lot going on. But there are there are a lot of things coming up with the Liberty Rotary Club. So let's get to it with our Liberty Rotary Club update. Great. First, I'll tell you what we did last Friday. We had our Dance to Benefit Special Olympics. Yes. We started this event last year. We had a member who had an uncle who had some disabilities. He wanted to do something to honor his uncle. And so we invite people from ARC and New Hope. Uh, Justice Mazzotti did uh, the DJing again for a second year. It was a wonderful event. Had a barbecue. People were dancing their rear ends off. It was just such a wonderful event for everybody to get together and enjoy each other's company. I do not want to have that mental picture of you without a rear end. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's another thing we'll have to discuss in private. Nah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so our next thing is we're having our co-drive. On September 30th, LaPole Park will be distributing free coats to people who need them for the winter. Um, we're still accepting donations. Some of the local places in Liberty are Jeff Bank, Liberty Trading Post. Wayne Bank and Star Bar. Uh, we're still ongoing our summer raffle. First prize $500, second prize $250, third prize $100. It's one ticket for $5, three tickets for 10. Usually on weekends we're selling either by the Liberty Trading Post or by the diner. You can ask any Liberty Rotarian to get in on the fun and maybe win some money and help support your local Liberty Rotary Club. We're also, of course, starting the initial stuff, uh, planning for our 11th annual Dave Thompson Spirit Beer and Wine Tasting. Yep. It's always a wonderful event, and we're working on that, too. So we're, we're as usual, keeping busy, and that's only some of the things we're doing right now. Yeah. And again, like I said, meetings back inside every we're Wednesday. At, at Yasu Cafe in Liberty on Route 52 at 6 o'clock on Wednesdays. Usually people show about 5.30. We socialize and hang out. You know, as, as you know, Paul, being a member of our club, our club is, we're, we're very close. We're like a family. We yes. all really get along very well. We enjoy spending time with each other, both doing rotary things and socially. A lot of people are just friends outside the club, and we enjoy doing good things together. It's a, it's a wonderful feeling. Great organization. Stop by a meeting. Maybe you can become a member of the Liberty Rotary Club, always doing great things locally, regionally, nationally, and internationally as well. Gary, I appreciate uh, the update, Gary Silver. And when you talk about being a family, you're right about that. And we refer to you as the crazy uncle. <laughs> That's the nicest thing anybody's referred to me as. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Hey, we'll catch up next week, all right? Take care, Paul. All right, our Liberty Rotary Club update, Gary Siegel. Go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com. The click list. Click on the logo for the Liberty Rotary Club. Silberto and friends. Don't laugh. This is serious. <laughs> Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. Coming up on 840 now. I'm Paul Silberto, Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther. On this Tuesday morning, again, uh, looking ahead with Catskills News Talk, 92.5, 94.9 weather. Getting to uh, Thursday and Friday, sunshine on the way. A couple more days of putting up with some showers and thunderstorms, but sunshine, cooler temperatures as we get toward the end of the week. Time now for our weekly update with Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther. Talk about what's happening uh, throughout the district. And I know you have been busy. We talked about all the uh, 9-11 memorials you were at. We talked about the Sullivan County Volunteer Firefighters Parade and what yeah, you did. Yeah, that was did, great. You know, that was the, great. Lindsay yeah. did a great job, and it was great that all the fire departments participated in it. And we had two winners, of course. Yes. But everybody that participates 
was a winner. Yes. Everybody, everybody, everybody. The other good news is that um, we had the Speaker of the New York State Assembly in our community, and I thank Carl Hasty for coming down. And um, when we were standing there, and I brought him to the Strobel Center, and I said, you know, I'm working with that community, and when some of our dreams and that we talked about for like a year was a basketball court for kids behind the Strobel Center. We need lights so they can play in the evening that we need a fence around it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I took him into the Strobel Center, and I walked him around. I got into the bathrooms. There's some mold in there. You know, it's just not a great place. And our seniors meet there, and other people use it too. So he said to me, standing outside, and you know me, I'm bold. I'm from the Mm -hmm. Bronx. And he said, well... How much are you asking for? And I said two million, and he gave us the two million. I know, and that was that was like I was like yeah. I, I was crying. It was so great to hear that during Catskills News. Mike Sakel had the soundbite from that on, and also spoke with you during Catskills News. And I'm so glad you brought that up this morning. That's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. And I know you had mentioned that that's what you had asked for, but you had thought it was going to be a smaller amount. And then to hear the response when that was announced. That had to make you feel proud, especially for really the needs and what it's going to do for the community. That's what it's all about, the community. And, you know, I see our kids and I want them to play a great game that's healthy and I want them to be in a safe place and they deserve this. And, you know, it was absolutely phenomenal that Carl Hasty came to see us and I, I I appreciate that I appreciate that he looked around I took him for a tour of the building and I mean at that point you're gonna say like mm. what do you need exactly you yeah need? but you know not everybody does that and you know it was just a really positive step in the right direction for the people of Monticello yeah you know one thing I wanted to speak with you about is you know we we talk about all the events that you're at and all the things that are going on I know there are problems. There are real, honest problems that we're talking about that we're facing. One of them in the forefront, as we had spoken about, is the the opioid situation. We talked it's about just food terrible. insecurity. Um, but you know, when you put all the rhetoric aside, there are so many good things happening behind the scenes. Absolutely, collaborative things that I don't think our listeners really get to hear enough about everybody working together some great organizations all working together and that it's it's absolutely true and the more people that volunteer the more people that get involved the better our community is and you know we want representatives from every community every community everybody's input counts it really does and i think that brings a more holistic community together when everybody's involved you know um you know going into communities uh, whether they're <clears throat> low income or senior citizen communities you get a lot of ideas about the needs of those people and as somebody that is an elected official i don't care who you are and if you whether you are uh, a congressperson a senator it's very important. I get annoyed when people come, they spend an hour a year here. We need you for more than an hour. We want you to see where we live, how we live, and what we need. 
And that's so very important. And it's not always about politics. It's about serving the people. That's what we're supposed to be paid for, to serve the people in our community. So it's important that you listen to people that you give them the time that they need. You can't cut it off for 10 minutes or 15 minutes. We have all kinds of people. You know we have the flow in there. We have people that come in and sit because they don't have anybody at home with them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that office is paid for by all of the citizens of New York State, Sullivan County, Orange County. And, you know, we are public service. And I think that that's something we have to drill in people's head. It's not... It's not a game. It's about helping people. And it's not about um, celebrity status. It's not about that. You need to get down and dirty and go with the people. You need to talk to seniors. You need to talk to kids. You need to talk to everybody in order to do a good job. And that's what a public service servant is to a community. You know, I, I think we're also very lucky, and this is something that I hope our listeners realize. I think we're also very lucky in this area— Okay, when it comes to the public servants that you talk about, look at look look at the things you do. Always there, you know. We've got access to our congressman, to our senator here in the area, and what I and love tremendous agencies yes, that are serving exactly. our people every day. And you know what? They're not getting paid a lot of money. You know, I always fight for more money, mm-hmm. but these folks are in it to win, in it to win. And I go from. Orange County to up here, and every organization, non-for-profit, does fabulous work. And if you need something and you call our office, we'll direct you direct you to the appropriate place that can help you. Let me interrupt you there for a second, because we end every conversation, whether it be with you, whether it be with our congressman, whether it be with our senator, with... How can our listeners get a hold of you? You talk about your office number. You talk about the folks in your office. And that's just not a, a, a cute way to end the conversation. You mean it. You want people to I call your phone. office. Right. We that's all important. pick up the phone. Nobody is better than the next person right. in my office. And so many times, um, and people don't realize this, a lot of great things that we talk about where we've... You you know, you've secured this for the area or this is now happening. A lot of things like that start with a phone call or a stop in at the office, correct? Right. And also visiting places and looking and seeing the needs of those communities. Yeah. And that that's a big deal, too. And, you know, I sneak around all over the place. And, and you know, I've lived here so many years, over 40 years. And I love this community. And, you know, I know Middletown very well. I know Walk Hill very well. And I feel like sometimes between New York City, Buffalo, Syracuse, and those places that I have to have a big mouth. Yeah. I have to yell and scream for what we need. And you know what? I will say Carl Hasty was listening. That's good. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I recently called uh, Hochul's office, Governor Hochul's office, and I said, We need you to come down here and see what we're all about. And that doesn't mean to have a stop with just people uh, uh, on a radio or on a television. It means to talk to people and know about our community and what the needs of our community are. And I just called last week and I said, you know, what am I, chopped liver here? Yeah. (laughs) You come down here. Yeah. You come down here. We are my, My folks 
voted for you or maybe not voted for you, but you're governor of New York State and you represent each and every constituent in New York State. And you know what? You need to get your hiney down here. (laughs) Very well put. Very well put. Uh, The number for your office. 845-794-5807. You can call. Matt will be there. Gene will be down in Middletown. Honora. We've got Nancy Kane volunteering. We've got Eileen Cook. Mrs. Cook volunteering, uh-huh. Colleen Cook volunteering. We've got all kinds of people with all kinds of backgrounds that can really give you some a hand. All right. Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther, our guest co-hostess this morning, once a month in studio, and every week around this time we get an update on what's happening throughout the district. One more time before we wrap it up. Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Here Weather. we go. Today, partly sunny, high 76. Tonight, increasing clouds with a chance of showers and thunderstorms also possible. It's a low of 61. Tomorrow, cloudy with showers and thunderstorms. Some of the storms could produce heavy rain. The high is 66. Tomorrow night, a chance of showers early, then gradually becoming mostly clear. The low is 49. Thursday, sunny. High 70, 67, and Friday, high 68, sunny. Looks for the most part like the fog has burned off, mostly cloudy. 64, and Sullivan in the Catskills. Silberto and friends. I believe it is our fate to be here. Thank you, I'm here all week. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning, it's uh, 8.53 now. 7 till 9, we're winding down. Silberto and friends, thank you so much for uh, Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther being here with us this morning as my guest co-host. It's once a month uh, she joins us, and then again, like I said, every Tuesday, we get an update on what's happening throughout the district. Time now for Catskills News Conversations. Catskills News News Director, Mike Sakel. I'm speaking with Town of Thompson historian Al Dumas, who is here to talk about an important piece of Monticello history, which many may have forgotten. And uh, Al, good to have you again. I know you recently joined members of the Monticello Police Department in marking an important and rather sad anniversary. So uh, tell us about it. Yes, Mike. Um, Officer Dollard was the only gentleman that ever had lost his life in the line of duty in the village of Monticello's history. And it being so long ago, 100 years is when the event occurred, myself being a lifelong resident and uh, very interested in keen on the history of our locale, that I wanted to go forward with having this story brought out. I contacted the police department and we got together and took a photo of the officers that were available. Just for those who are not familiar, um, just briefly talk to me about the story. This is Officer Edward C. Dollard. Yes, his middle name was Costello. Officer Dollard had been a member of the Monticello Police Department at the time for a number of years. He was considered a veteran at the time of his untimely death. And... Uh, The night that it happened, it was early in the morning, like 3 a.m. in the morning of September 6, 1923, that he was on his patrol and he walked over to the location where it was an auto parts store called New York Auto. And it was right in the area where the TD Bank is today by Lakewood and Broadway. But back in 1923, it it was known as Oakley Avenue. And ironically... 
the police station was only a block away, which at the time it was at the corner of Prince Street and Broadway, across from the present day post office. Uh, Officer Dollar, upon his patrol and saw what was going on, as he approached the area where these assailants were, he didn't have a chance. Uh, He was shot literally point blank range. He died on the spot. Another officer came to his aid and tried to stop the assailants. And uh, they did get away, but it was shots exchanged. But the uh, assailants, as the the BOLO was put out, be on the lookout. Many other agencies got involved, including the New York State Police, the Middletown Police, the Monroe, I believe, and Goshen Police, and the Sheriff's Department of Sullivan County. And these men were apprehended down in Orange County in the vicinity of the old Red Apple Rest Up by the state police. They had abandoned their vehicle and was found in the woods, and they were brought back to the Monroe Barracks and uh, awaited for the pickup from the Monticello Police Chief, along with uh, the District Attorney, the Sheriff, of Sullivan County to pick up these men to bring them back to Monticello. These assailants, they were from New Jersey, uh, I believe Hoboken and Jersey City. So uh, what happened with the case? There were three men that were arrested? Yes, they were arrested. The three men, they were arrested and charged. Initially, the driver wasn't charged, but then during the um, trial, he was charged with second-degree murder as an accomplice, uh, the man that fired the weapon, uh, he confessed and, uh, he was, uh, sent to trial and, uh, he was convicted. He was sentenced to die, but he died in prison. Um, I believe it was May 22nd, 1951. He died in prison and another gentleman that had was involved that was an accomplice. He didn't actually fire the pistol that killed officer Dollard, but, uh, he saw, he witnessed it. And he was also sentenced to to die in the electric chair, but Governor Alfred Smith commuted his sentence to life, and he escaped. He was never apprehended. But the shooter, he ended up dying in prison, and and the other accomplice as well. There's more to this Catskills conversation with Thompson historian Al Dumas. Catch it on the Catskills News Pod podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, and at RadioBowl.com. Catskills News Conversations with Catskills News News Director Mike Sakel. Thank you for being here on this uh, Tuesday morning. Again, thank you to Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther for joining us this morning. Some great information. And uh, thank you to all of our guests for being here this morning. We had a chance to catch up with Loretta Wolf about Feed the Need with the Sullivan County Board of Realtors benefiting a single bite cause. Our Fishing and River Report, Dan Hoost, our Sullivan County Update. Lori James, talking about these services and what's going on with Landfield Avenue Synagogue. Uh, Jerry Dunleavy, CEO of Garnet Catskills, talking about the uh, Awareness Month and the free screening being offered through uh, Garnet Catskills. We spoke with uh, Gary Silver, our Liberty Rotary Club Update. Good morning, and we appreciate you for being here. Appreciate you for being part of Silberto and Friends, part of Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Coming up tomorrow, Laurie Rivenberg will be here from Boys and Girls Club. Greg Goldstein from the Meisner Agency and Tommy Wasserman will be in. We'll speak with Kim Simons, Kim's Kitchen, tomorrow morning. Ray Pucci has our Delaware County update. 
We will speak with Rio Perbuz, CEO of Frost Valley YMCA. Krista Berger, Youth Workforce Coordinator, Coordinator, Center for Workforce Development, joins us. Cindy Ray talks about what's happening on the pages of the Hancock Herald. Our weekly conversation with Congressman Mark Molinaro. And it's the garden guru, Jim Boxberger, from Monticello Farm Home and Garden. Tomorrow on the next Silberto and Friends. Silberto and Friends, weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9.